Happy New Year. It's me, Heather. Well, it's 2018, and I think there's going to be a lot of interesting things happening this year. And we're going to kick off the new year with an episode featuring a comic I love and adore. His name is Byron Graham. He is a comic out of Denver, and I've worked with him several times. He was actually on my show uh, this past Christmas in Colorado Springs. He is the host of a monthly show called Designated Drunkard, which is an interactive audience uh, drinking game show. So check that out if you're in Denver. He also writes for the Denver Westward, so check out his work there. And you can follow him on Instagram and Twitter at ByronFG. It's B-Y-R-O-N-F-G. As far as shows coming up, let's see. I'm going to be at the Comedy Store tonight before Roast Battle, so that'll be lit. And also, I am currently hosting a weekly open mic at Echoes on Pico, 10 p.m. on Wednesday. So um, we're going to be adding a monthly show, and I will be scouting comics from the open mic to be booked on that show. So come by, say hi, introduce yourself, and we can be friends, unless you're weird. Then in that case, stay away from me. Enjoy this episode with me and my guest, Byron Graham. It was recorded on Christmas Eve, and we were both uh, pretty tired, and we drank a lot of wine, so hopefully we make sense. Take care. Is it back for more? I, I didn't. I should have started back talking. Who's for more? Right Your podcast. I have a guest. Is. Calm Hi. down. This guest is obviously very presumptuous. And can I say that I know him that well? I don't know. No, we won't. Like, we, we've only when had did a I first meet you? Times at Mutiny in Denver. You thought we I did. I thought like you. you hated me because you were very rude to me. I'm just sort of rude. You're just a rude person. It's a you know, like I said. Are you proud of that? Mechanism. No, oh, it's, it's a just defense mechanism. It's a tool for survival. If you seem, <laughs> what are you trying to survive? I mean, I don't. You know, if who's you seem, coming after you? <laughs> if you seem sort of haughty and standoffish, do I seem haughty and standoffish? Uh, do I have that too? A bit. I don't. I, I hear I that people people have told me that I seem snobbish. But it's it's a good buffer. It keeps keeps the riff raff away, you know. 
I'm very selective with who I allow into my life, except for all of the alcoholic men I've dated. Guys, I'm taking applications. If you're an alcoholic, you should just go to AA meetings. Please, who should go to AA? Meetings? You should. Me? I don't want to do that. I'm done with alcoholics. Yeah, you just said you were. My taking therapist applications. told me to stop. Listen, folks. I don't want to say what time it is or where we are or what day it is, but I'm here with somebody who thinks he's better than he is. Okay. What? And he's, <laughs> he's mean. How did this get so aggressive so quickly? <laughs> I don't know. We need to draw in listeners. I feel like I'm not getting enough downloads and it stresses me out. I'm a one woman show over here. You're, do- you know, you're doing a- it all yourself. Don't you think I do it all? Yeah. I do too much. Okay, we're talking with uh, Byron Graham today. He is a comic who lives in Denver. You may have heard of it. Okay. <laughs> and he thinks he's better than me. And I I, I'm, I'm so sad about this. this. You think you're a better comic than me? We're I think right I'm the best it. comic in the world, but every comic has to. You cool. know, I was ranked. I I appeared on Zach Broussard's list of the I top <laughs> 1,000 comedians this year twice. Whoa, double list! I was ranked 650 and 497. What do you think of that? I uh, do you think I have enough buzz? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to cast any doubts on Mr. Broussard's research. Well, you know, he was like very meticulous. Maybe with that this thing, thing doesn't matter at all. <laughs> <laughs> like it could be a big joke. You know nothing. I don't. I've. I've. Do you think you know what satire is? Yeah. 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 Why not? Jonathan Swift. <sighs> Modest proposal. That's. Satire. Were you an English major? Yeah. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I was an English major. Of course. Where'd you go? It's University of Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what a scuff. I know I'm better than you. Okay. <laughs> the contest is over because I was also an English major. At a fancier place? Yeah. You know where I went to college, I right? I don't know. You don't know? No. You you don't Google me constantly? No. <laughs> <laughs> I Google myself almost oh, every yeah, day. Yeah, I Google myself all the time. Does that, is that supposed to help us? Will that help us get more? Like what? the algorithm? Yeah. Will I do it, it help for the work, algorithm? too. Uh, you Google yourself for work. Yeah. Well, sometimes you, are I, you allowed to say where you work? Yeah, I work for Westward Alternative Weekly Newspaper in Denver. Uh, yeah. And if I'll, I'll look up, I'll, I Google myself to find my old articles to be like, did I write about this before? Have I written an identical paragraph to last time? Right, identical paragraph. Well, I mean, you would. I mean, you would know that if you were typing it, and you'd be like, "Did I do this before?" Do you ever get deja vu? Yeah, I've no. I've literally written the exact same phrases in the same order with like unbeknownst to me, and then checked later. I was like, "It looks like All I just right. copy and pasted this." Yeah, I went to NYU. Um, oh, so I do. I regret it. No. I mean, you get to live in New York. That's but, pretty well, cool. Well, my only regret is that I didn't ask out my English, uh, my American Lit 2 TA on a date. I'm sure he would have written a mediocre novel about it. His name's Clayton. <laughs> every no, fucking... I told him years later I had a crush on him. And and he was like, oh, let's, this made my day. I really think that we could have been a great couple. I feel like every literary professor fantasizes about that, and so does every bookish lit student. Shout out to Professor Lytle Shaw, who inspired me. 
That's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> that's a professor's name, right? Lytle Shaw. Lytle Shaw. I've had some. I've no, had that's th- not his last name. That's his both name. That's his full his name. His first name is Lytle. L Y T L E. That's what? His last name is Shaw. S H A W. That's more standard. Lytle. Where's that? Who, who thought know. that was a good he's, idea to name a, a pale, person? He's a pale man, but he's a genius. And every time he spoke, I I was wet. And um, <laughs> <laughs> did you ever get wet in an English class? <laughs> no, I really never you're had a, a I never a had woman. a bangable teacher. Um, what? Not really. Like I had a hot dude teacher. I never had like a yeah. I never really had a bangable professor. Yeah. I had like a real like cool I was young in a guy who was like a good relationship listener. Relationship in college isn't that a waste? What a, yeah, what a terrible thing what to a do. What a fucking idiot I was. I thought you really we were married. Oh, what is with the marriage? <laughs> what do you why, mean? Like, why is why is that such an appealing thing? It seems terrible to me. I you know listen. If I ever get the chance to split the rent on my luxurious studio apartment <laughs> with somebody, I'm taking that chance. Because you know what, I'm I'm not too proud to ask for some some aid. Sure, but I mean, get a roommate. You know, I don't want a, a roommate in a studio. Oh yeah, no, you don't want that. Yeah, I only allow people into my apartment under one circumstance. Sure, they have to fuck me. <laughs> that's the only. That's the only reason you're coming in. Oh, and then also the guy who fixes stuff. Yeah, can the, come in. The superintendent. The guy, <laughs> <laughs> the guy who he actually recently fixed my uh smoke alarm see i i yeah, own I my place so the smoke alarms the smoke are just alarm. broken because i had a smoke alarm that was it was literally dangling by two wires but it would still go off it goes oh. off every time i cook breakfast oh no not that's any no other good. meal because you know what i do is i um so for breakfast i eat i eat the same i'm the type of person who eats the same foods over and over again do you do that uh, creature of habit with food. Yeah, I've I go I get this like ramen. I go to this ramen place once a week. I've never had ramen. Listen, what? Stop! Stop being a snob. It's I'm gonna a- break you down. <laughs> I'm gonna break you down. You know what I eat for breakfast? I'm gonna tell you right now. Two eggs, <laughs> fried or scrambled. You know, depending on my mood. Oh, Usually so you fried. do mix it up? I do. Uh, three slices of turkey bacon. Okay. And one Trader Joe's pancake that you can put in the toaster. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what I eat every morning. And as soon as I put the turkey bacon in, the fucking alarm goes off. Because the pan pan has been heated up to a point with the eggs where once I put the turkey bacon in, it starts smoking. And then it goes off. And then I have... And can I say one thing? Look, you can say many though I, Even though I was an English major at NYU, I'm a fucking idiot, okay? Because I usually cook my breakfast in my underwear, okay? Because I'm preparing to go out for work. So you have bacon grease I, I get Sometimes I get little, like, splatters on my, yeah. on my body. You I've know. cooked bacon shirtless once and I've, never made the mistake I again. I cook it a lot, too. Like, you know, because I live alone. And sure. that's just the kind, the type of lifestyle I have is, you know, I'm just in there alone, naked, unwanted, unloved, <laughs> you know, thinking about the prospects I have. I'm like, oh, which, which alcoholic am I going to date next? Listen, 
I'm not bragging about this life that I've carved out for myself, but yes, I do. I do live in a studio apartment and I do cook breakfast for myself on occasion. That sounds fine. I mean, I, the studio is all you need. I do not eat breakfast. I can't. You do. Oh, does I just wake nauseous? up and think. Yeah, I just wake up what and think about up? everyone I resent for the first few hours Shut of the day. Shut up. And then I. You think about people you resent. That's the the first thought that I wake up with is like, <laughs> like I hate waking up in the morning, and oh, I wake really? up with. Are you always disappointed when you wake up? Oh I hear yeah. People oh say yeah. This. Oh, um, so you're depressed. Yeah, lately though, I just, I've been so like since Trump, I've been just so angry all the time. We don't There's say his no, name on uh, this podcast. Since, we call him Forty Five. Uh, since the greatest mistake America made, uh, <laughs> I'm just so you angry think that's all the, the time. Mistake? I don't. Well, like in my lifetime, for sure. Oh sure. Um, How old are you? I'm 33. Okay, my I'm um 22. So um, <laughs> so we relate on a lot of levels. That's an ongoing bit in this podcast. Yeah, if you, I don't you, say my real age. I'm familiar like with the conceit. Uh, I actually, I mean, I think it's like it's an amusing running joke, but <laughs> like in the broader social context, I think like who gives a sure. shit? Just say how old you are. No, I know, but it's a joke. Yeah. So anyway, no. go on. So ever since um, what's his face has been in office, yeah, like you know, because I get the the push notifications of news. So it's Do just like everything's to, um, falling apart. I started subscribing to Apple News. Mm-hmm. And then I it's yeah, too I much. get I get the Atlantic, I get the CNN, I get the New York Times, I get the Guardian UK, and it's just like. Do you subscribe to the New Yorker? No, I can't afford New Yorker. I would if I could though. I subscribe to it. I mean, you know, you you, you live a, in a glamorous is lifestyle. Is that a turn on? It's a it's a plus. A New Yorker so, <laughs> like. I saw a stack of New York magazines on a that coffee that table. I was extremely and like, attractive to him is that I subscribed to the New Yorker. Yeah, it's a cool thing to, you know, a stack of New Yorkers on a coffee table. I'm like, hey. Have you ever submitted to the New Yorker? No, I'm not delusional. <laughs> I don't su- feel I've like. I've submitted. I've submitted to shouts and murmurs. I, 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 okay, you think that's delusional? I think it's delusional for me. Oh, for you. Really? Kind of. I, I mean, think I think I'll I think I can get a shouts and murmurs in the New Yorker within the next two years. I believe in you. That's what I believe you. Could. You do, yeah. But you don't think you could do that? No, I don't. I mean, do you have a lot of self doubt? Yeah, obviously. Let's talk about it. Like the the only time I don't have self doubt is when I'm actively getting laughs. Oh, God. Well, let's talk about, um, so you, you did a show that I put together. It was a blast. It was great. Thank you, you for having really me on. well, and uh, my friend's mom is obsessed with you, and she thinks we should get married. Um, <laughs> do you have thoughts on that? Uh, I, I, Deborah's a real charmer. Just <laughs> met her last night. Big fan. Great yeah. taste in she comedy. She thought you were the best comedian on the lineup. And folks, I'm talking about uh, the show I produce. It's called When Worlds Collide. And we all know why I called it that. It's because the show took place in a town called Colorado Springs. And if you've never been here, it's uh, the conservative. It's <laughs> very, yeah, I mean? very, it's very churchy and you there's a lot of here. military. We both grew up here. Yes. However, you're never more than 10 minutes away from like the most beautiful landscape you've ever seen. That's the one advantage of... I mean, it's all If you right. like mountains more than people, this is the place for you. <laughs> I suppose. So, yeah, I mean, you were really funny on the show. Thank you. But 
<laughs> did you in your head do you think you didn't do well is yeah. this where your self-doubt comes in yeah no i I was unhappy with my performance i like i felt like i got you uh, you said that you forgot i got rattled because we I chatted about this yes. earlier you like, got rattled by what were you nervous well then oh yeah i'm always like it's all, i'm always a little nervous until i get that first laugh and there were a couple things where like i did a really old joke and i kind of was remembering it Are you as I was telling of, it. Okay, because this is something that I've kind of, I feel like I've conquered my fear of this. Hmm. But are you afraid of silence during your set? Yeah, I don't like it. I, I uh, unless it's f- for a reason, like unless I'm sure, like taking a dramatic pause for effect. No, I kind of love that. I kind of love settling into a moment of silence. I feel like there's, it's a, it, like, I get it, and I think that there is like a powerful thing to be like, no, you're uncomfortable, not me. That, right, like, and I envy that, but I I'm not capable of it. Sure, sure. Uh, you know Ben Kronberg. Speaking of Denver people, who um, live I know the name. Do I know him personally? Maybe Have I do. Have you seen him do stand up? I don't think so. He's like he's very he's like a real boundary pusher with people, and very like. He'll, oh he'll wait, no! Long, I think I know him. Silences. I think he was yeah. on something. Uh, he was on. Uh, he did something on TV. Yeah, where... it was Last Comic Standing. And oh he and yeah, yeah, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. And Which is funny because Roseanne's. Uh, she told him to go fuck she, himself. She hated him, right? Yeah, because he did. He did a very like high, like a conceptual bit where he like got went out there for ten seconds just looking at his phone. Oh my goes, god! Oh, what you guys start working right away when you show up to your jobs. Which, like, is not what I would have done on my one shot at TV, but, you know, it's a funny enough bit. But right. they hated it. They hated is it so much. Is he in Denver now? No, he's in New York. He, I don't think oh, he he's ever... in New York. I don't think he ever really had success in Denver. It's just family lives there. Okay, so let's year. move to the topic of geography. Because okay. you have you have talked to me. You have We talk on Facebook a lot. Yeah, I seek your advice often. And why is that? Why do you seek my advice? Uh, I mean, because I'm comfortable talking to you and I feel like you. you're not, uh, I, I don't, I, I don't like it when people are like, yeah, you should, you're just like blandly supportive because they think that's what they should do. I like it when they're like, no, that's a terrible idea. Or like, you're going you like to honesty. Su- I like honesty. Yes. Okay. You think I'm an honest person? And every, every experience I've had is, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. Yeah. So you asked me what I thought about you possibly moving to Los Angeles. Yeah. And what did I say? You said it was a terrible idea, but that, you know. You know, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts on this. I mean, there's a lot of schools of thought on, like, where you should be for stand-up. And, I mean, the number one school of thought on this Mm -hmm. is that being in L.A. for stand-up is a bad idea. Especially if you want to do just stand-up, you know. Yeah. And do you want to do just stand up or do you no, want to do I'd like other to things? No, I like to get into writing okay. for TV, which I feel like, you know, that's where Los Angeles is where most that of happens. The production happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's at least where you get the writing job if it, if it if there's one to be got. I guess so. You're not going to get a writing job in Denver unless you've created no. your own thing. Well, okay, so in Denver, like in the last few years, has there been sort of like, 
I mean, would you say that most of the like really talented people have left or yes. like okay. <laughs> Unequivocally. Okay, so is the Denver scene kind of suffering right now or what's going on? What's going paint a picture about the Denver scene. Okay. Because I do like performing in Denver. Yes. Every show I've done there has been really great. I've done your show. Yeah. I think you the run community a show. is Go on. good. The the comics, I think that there's like a bit of a regional style, but I think that we're good comics. What's the regional style? I think we're all like very punchy. We all have a like ton of jokes in a short amount of time because humble doing... brag. Whatever, <laughs> it's it's a regional. We all, we thing. all have a ton of jokes in a short amount of time. No, that's a stylistic thing. Certain people, you know, I don't know take about you that. On more of a I, I get exhausted with that stuff. That, I hate that type of stand-up sometimes. You know, I like I hate when it's just like punchline, punchline, punchline. Set up, set up. Set yeah. up, punchline, set up, punchline, set up, punchline. I don't like that. I mean... That's not the type of style that is popular in L.A. right now, I would say. I, I mean, I don't think that... Uh, I also don't like... I like that there's this sort of unconcerned with being popular. We just want to crush. <laughs> You think so? You like think a, I'm that concerned with like seeming cool or like seeming like, you know, like hey guys, I'm like, I don't I'm not trying that hard, and that's my def- like, like I like that Denver just kind of goes for it. Like it's it's sort of it's what do you unpretentious. Mean goes for it. Like we're up there to make the most of our time. You know what I mean? Like there's not, and I like, some some of it can be a little impersonal and obvious. Like there's a bit there's almost like a Denver hack style that you could yeah we've talked it's about like those. mad libs we're not going to name any yeah. names but we've talked about who the hacks of denver are that's a, i think that the almost everyone in denver right now who's successful is a hack. <laughs> it's a complete hack. are you comfortable saying that oh yeah i think that the I comedy club is a total hack incubator like i think that uh wendy curtis the owner of the like i think here's how little i give a fuck uh, uh, the owner of that I would club, like to perform there. She books <laughs> that she books that club like it's Wichita and not Denver. What does that mean? She books like boring white dudes exclusively. Mm. She had this guy named Bob Metals open Who? for Cameron Esposito. Wait, what was his name? Bob Metals. It's a name and a sentence. And uh, yeah. he's a very he's a sweet man, a, like a wonderful you mean metal, person. Like M E T like metals, like metals in affairs. Okay. Like a meddlesome, you know? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, like it's, like, it's just, Esposito. It's a glaringly bad fit. He's a, f- like, a dude in his 50s who wrote a joking book about golf. <laughs> you know? But do That's... people, like, eat it up? Do the audiences no. love it? Like, they don't love it. The no, audiences especially don't not love Casper it. What are the audiences in Denver hungry for, would you say? Uh, Cameron Esposito has her own audience. Like, everyone there specifically came to see her. for sure. Yeah. So, so why, like, that's why didn't a particularly, Rio open for her? Uh, I don't know. Uh, but like, you know, having Bukley open for her or any, you know, any other, like have that a would woman make open more for sense. her. Yeah. Is Christy a regular? Uh, She's on the almost famous list, which means she works what weekends. Mean? Is that a real list? Yeah. What it means that? you why work weekends, but don't get paid. Okay. So what are the levels that we have at Comedy Works? Uh, there's the weird limbo that I am that i'm in where i've done a handful of paid shows okay and i host the open mic on and what day tuesday oh the new talent open mic yeah i've never I, done I that. host that like, if i wanted to do it could you put me up there's a number to call in okay, now great. i don't have well, i have no sucks. juice there i don't want to use it for myself 
I'm 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 on Zach Broussard's list of the top one thousand comedians. You think I want to call a phone number I mean, to get on an open mic? It's like you do you're doing comedy for like 150 people in whatever a nice club. It's worth doing, even though I hate that place. <laughs> don't say that. I'm. I mean, it's. I don't. For for one thing, like she has no idea who I am. She's never going to listen to this. Oh well, no, because one uh, of my goals. Do you keep goals as yeah. you go forward in comedy? So one of my goals I want to do is I want to feature. I want to feature for an LA comic at Comedy Works. You told me about that, and I feel like the way that it is now, you would have a better chance. Right, because I told you who I want to feature yeah. for, right? And I and I got that confirmed that uh, they're no longer they're, like they don't have the ability to insist that uh, their headliners use a local feature anymore. They can so bring, their, bring own their, their own feature, yeah, exactly. The yeah. And the guy who I told you, like, he loves me, and, yeah. and I think it would actually. I'm not going to say his name, but like, if I start featuring for him, I think this would be like a major step in my career. I think it absolutely would, and th- that's the other thing. I feel yeah. like. I could move away and not lose any steam within Denver at all. I could show up like, you know, like the once a year. Yeah, because I have, I've had a little bit of an issue, I feel like, where, like, I do feel like I am respected in LA, but Mm. I don't think I feel like I'm respected on the same level in Denver, even though I I have done, like, most of the good shows in Denver, you know? And I think when people see me, they're like, oh, she's really funny, but it's like, they, they don't really know me. And it's interesting because I am from Colorado, so I, I would like to have more of a foothold in in Denver. Yeah, I feel like you've done all the. You've like done a major show. I can think of you haven't done though. Like what? I can't, that's what I'm saying. Like, what I are the shows right now that are like big? I mean, that's none of are the there local any big ones shows? are really big. You know, that's interesting because there's no like Grolix level okay. show, or there's well, no don't too you much think fun. That... I guess Pussy Bros is kind of a big show. Oh, that, but is that at Comedy Room Room? Yeah. So, like, I mean, and I've done Pussy your Bros is about the same audience. But it's as like, my show, you know, sometimes. there's all these shows where, and if you guys aren't comics, like a lot of these shows, sometimes they can be like third Tuesdays or second yeah. Wednesdays. So, like, planning a trip around doing shows is kind of difficult, you know? Yeah. You kind of just have to buy tickets and be like, what's going on when I'm there? Well, the way I do it usually is I'll research um, the patterns of shows and then I'll plan oh. a trip around that. And that's what I did in... Have you done comedy in Portland ever? No. I've been to Portland twice and I have to say it's probably my favorite city in the country so far to do comedy. But isn't there like... The it's not a good idea to move there though, right? No, I think Bridgetown's it's, over I think and so it's Bridgetown's on the done and I think Portland is pretty much over as like a theater city. Honestly, no, here's what I want to talk about. Okay. So I think comedy is seriously about to go into, um, I I don't know what the, the word. The bubble's going to burst? Yes, it's bursting. I think it's already burst. Because yeah. in Los Angeles, I've had this conversation with a lot of comics, is that we think that LA comedy it just isn't as fun as it was a couple of even one year ago. Oh yeah, everybody thinks that in Denver too. Really? Everyone's really so everybody's talking about this. Yeah. So so what this means is because because comedy comes in waves, it comes yeah. up and down, and the big wave that just happened, it was like what like 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015. Until now, yeah, I would say, yeah, yeah, and it's kind of like on a downward slope. Well, I also I think that the comics put out a bunch of crap. Like there's too much. Well, one, there's too many bullshit. comedians. That's true. There's too, too many, many comedians. 
Because when comedy gets really popular, everybody's like, oh, I want to try that. Yeah. And then yeah. you get way too many people. It's It gets flooded with people who just don't have it. Yeah. They don't, they don't get it. They don't understand what this is about. Yeah. You know, and then the scene is just flooded with people who don't know what they're doing. I'd be fine with the bubble burst because I mean, I am too. I am. I am. I'm fine with it too because so basically, what this means is with the bubble bursting is there's going to be a max, like a mass exodus of people. Yeah, a bunch of people are going to quit. Which we we need you to quit. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you and you're thinking of quitting, please quit. Do you know the thing that I hate the most is when there's like some marginal level of entertainer. Who knows they can sell tickets based on name recognition and so comedy like nobody should ever book fucking Steve O for anything oh other God. than to like, you know, staple his nuts he to his forehead. At the comedy store. And yeah, I have and to a comedy say, works. So in LA It's unwatchable. What was that have you been in LA recently, ever? No, I've never done stand up there. You've never done stand up in no. LA. Oh, so if you came I would have to help you out with some I would stuff. need tons of help. That's why right. I asked for it. Um well let me tell you a little bit of the the stuff going on in LA. Okay. So there's like there's like three well, yeah, three major clubs there. Yeah. Like so the store, the comedy the store, the laugh factory, and the Hollywood improv, right? And the Laugh Factory is some, it's, it's a place where I, I don't even bother, you know, because when you're first starting out, um, they want you to be like squeaky clean mm. and they're, they're more obsessed with like, the Laugh Factory has this emphasis on celebrity. Like they really love this idea of like the celebrity comic, you know? Sure. So like the types of comics who, you know, perform there a lot are like, you know, like Tim Allen goes there. Um, Kevin Nealon. Okay. These types of comics. Kevin right? Nealon I like. but I do like him too, but what I'm saying is he's already achieved sure, a level yeah. of celebrity where he's drawing. They care about drawing. They care yeah. about names that draw. They have shows that are like... Well, he's banned, but Dan Cook is banned from there. But uh, he's he performs at the Improv, which leads yeah. with the Improv. So the Improv is interesting because it's owned by... Oh, what's the name of the the company? Oh, Levity. It's owned by Levity. And it's a chain. Mm -hmm. So there's like a ton of improv. There's a Denver improv. That's right. But I, and I've done the, um, there's a Sunday night open mic called the, uh, the lab. Okay. Okay. And I've done this mic lots of times and I always do pretty fine on it. Nothing's ever come of it for me. And I genuinely believe that the, uh, the improv just doesn't fuck with me, you know? Sure. But the comedy store, they fuck with me. That's that's the place where I feel most welcome, which is kind of interesting because a lot of a lot of comics. I mean, I would say a lot of women in particular, mm-hmm. they don't really feel too keen about the comedy store. They feel that it's kind of like a broy type atmosphere. That's the Mitzi Shore one, right? Or yes. like historically, the Mitzi yeah, Shore historic. One. Yeah, it was started by Mitzi Shore. Well, I mean, it was started technically by Sammy Shore, but in the divorce, she ended up getting the comedy store. And Sammy Shore like talks about this about how he regrets <laughs> that he thought he was like getting a good deal by giving her the comedy store. But the comedy store, the last several years during the comedy boom, has just been fucking booming. Sure. And it actually still is booming. Like, almost every night is sold out. I mean, every comic is coming through there. You know, you get Chappelle dropping in. You get Chris Rock dropping in. You All the big comics, you know? Uh, Who's Somebody shot their special there. Louis C.K. No, it was somebody that... You can hear me... Did you watch Louis C.K. live at the comedy store? 
No. You can hear me laughing in the background. Really? No, I, I don't know why I can't remember his name. He's like uh, Gerard Carmichael. Oh, Gerard. It was directed by Love Spike at the Lee. store. Yeah. Love at the store. Yeah. And that was shot actually in the original room, which... It's most, so 80s. <laughs> well, most comics... Most comics will tell you that the original room of the comedy store is the most difficult room in all of stand-up comedy. It's and a weird I've special. Had, right. Well, I because I've gone up in the original room on Potluck. Let me tell you about the comedy store a little bit. Yeah, what is Potluck sounds horrifying to me. <laughs> I've been on it multiple times. What is it? Like, it just it sounds so, like... So the, like the you thing show about up the comedy store... Let's on. talk about... So okay. the Pat... The path of being passed at the comedy store to becoming a paid regular. Mm. So being a paid regular at the comedy store is like it's the most coveted thing in all of comedy. Mm -hmm. And the path to it is basically you start out just signing up as an open micer to do the potluck. And the potluck is a Monday night open mic. It used to be Sundays and Mondays. Now it's just Mondays. And you sign up. Usually there's about 100 people who sign up. They put up 16 people. And, you know, that sounds rough. I don't like yeah. th people think that it's rigged, mm -hmm. but it's not really rigged. I mean, there is a what I would call a system in place. And part of the system is proving yourself as a comic. Okay? Yeah. So if you've done well. Yeah. I mean, you're likely. Well, to... no, it's not just that. It's not it. It they also factor in your work outside of the comedy store. Yeah, they think about that stuff also. So if you're producing your own shows or hosting something, well, no, not even just, just that. No, not even just that. If people see you progressing just as a comic, okay, you know, if you're gonna go, I, and I tell new comics this all the time: if you're a new comic, do not go to the comedy store. Do not go to the like at least two to three years. Sure, you have to wait because you don't want to suck there. Yeah, if you suck on stage in the original room, if you bomb in the original room, like you're going to feel that forever. And it's so hard. And people will remember. People will remember you bombing in the original room because Adam is in there. He's the booker for the okay. comedy store. So it's a big deal. So that's part of the, the journey. And then you get friends and family spots. And I've done a friends and family spot. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm on that sort of path. But it's like a long path to that. But... Like, I've earned the progress I've made at the comedy store, and Roast Battle has helped me and all that. Mm. So the comedy store is a place that I I want to be loyal to. That's, sure. that's a place that I love. Because and they, that's where you see the they clearest path forward. Well, they and they encourage me and, and nurture me in some ways. So that, that's a place that I like. That's my thoughts on that, on okay. L.A. comedy, which is uh, in a downward spiral. <laughs> But, you know, what do I know? I, I, the bubble is bursting. Yeah. I can't think of anywhere where... I, I think that it's still, like, at the highest peak where people aren't... Uh, only people, like, really paying attention are noticing that it's starting to drop off. Comics are seeing it. Yeah, but I feel like if you just asked a random person, it's like, oh, yeah, the new Netflix special comes out every week. Comedy's great. Oh, my God. And there's so many specials. Yeah. I feel like there should be a rule where... There should be a moratorium. If you've done a special, you can't do another one for five years. You think so? Yeah, because nobody who's put out a special every year made good, did good specials. You don't. So were you a? Are you a Louis C.K. fan? I was. Fan uh, what do you mean? You what? You were. It's you ruined. Stopped it. since no. As uh, soon as I heard that rumor, I, I, when I did met you him. first hear it though? 
uh, long Be time honest. ago. Exactly. I heard it like three years ago. Three years. Okay, I heard it. I heard it almost six years ago. But when I, I I did this show in New Orleans where he and Hannibal Burris did drop in spots. Sure. And I was talking to the owner of the venue, and I wouldn't have like tried to meet him if I weren't talking to the owner of the venue who like waved him over. Yeah. So I just did the the handshake, and it was like such a bummer. Like he was part of the reason I started doing comedy. And then I when mean, I met he, him, I was like, "Ah, you perv. You no, perv. he's my favorite stand-up comedian. Yeah. I have no problem saying that even now. Well, I, uh, you know, it's weird. Like, it's weird. The first comic I ever heard was Bill Cosby. So it's like they're all monsters. What are we? <laughs> what field are we trying? Like, who are our heroes? <laughs> I know. If Maria Bamford has ever hurt somebody, like, I'll, I'll like. <laughs> does it make you question your own character? Not really. No. No. It does make like. I sometimes wonder if I don't have the killer instinct for stand up though, because like the people who are don't really good at it are shitty people. The, no, the well, I don't know if I agree with that. I think the people who are very successful and really good at it, they do have sort of a um, a Machiavellian type of personality sure. about them. Yeah, like you do have to sort of like take names and kick ass, you know. Yeah. Um, also, like the men who are really successful tend to be. They tend to be like good looking. Yeah. Have you noticed that? I mean, I, I think know. it's just easier to be like <laughs> it's show business. You've got to be. I guess, but I'm thinking about like you know like Mulaney. Sure. Um. Well, I mean, Louis kind of. Ex- I don't know. I looking. Yeah. I don't agree with that. I'm kind of attracted <laughs> to him. I asked him out on a date. What really? do you think about that? <laughs> I sent him an email. Yeah, did you get any sort of response? No response. He was on my flight. I was on a flight with him earlier this year. Oh. A red eye to New York. Cool. I was going to invite him to the bathroom. Oh, yeah, I mean. I knew what would have happened, folks. Listen. You probably would have jerked off. This was off. part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This was part investigative journalism. Part, oh, I see. Uh, curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It didn't happen, though. Um. Hmm. Yeah, who else is like really? Yeah, I don't know. Successful com. Okay. T.J. Miller is another example. Uh, I met Seems him like at a really a, shitty I met person. Him at, he was really nice at a party. I met him. Yeah, at. He was nice to me. Like, interviewing him was easy, except so he was him. on the phone with his publicist. Oh. Uh, yeah, I met him at a party, and he had yeah, a, he comes he back had to a security guard. Oh God. <laughs> he had a security guard with him. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't like he people who love hand. the tra- trappings of fame. I I think it's sort of gross. I don't know, I he, name but I have really to. Gross. But I was in the VIP section. Okay, it was the Comedy Central party, and I was in a VIP section. Well, I mean, that's, that's so a he knew hit, that yeah. I was like safe to talk to because sure. I was like in the VIP section. I'm not bragging. Yeah, I, the only time I I'm actually not spoke about to my him lifestyle. was 2012 when he was slightly less famous, oh. and he was just like hanging out with a bunch of Denver comics smoking weed. That's the only time I've really like. But yeah, but I could tell you that when I met him, I met him in February, so or January. I don't know. It was early. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So and he had a bodyguard with him. So obviously he was like famous, famous. Yeah. You know, I don't I I don't know. I have such a distaste for that. Like, I don't like any parts of the fame or celebrity. I think a lot of people who become famous don't like it. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't like. You it's hear a lot even, of people talking about that about how difficult it is, and they can't even like go to certain places. Not, I, I, I don't, don't have like pity that. for them. I think they're disgust. Like I think they're a decadent. Everybody who thing. who's famous is disgusting. Uh, I don't think so. 
No, I mean, I just think it's like I'm not expressing. I don't this think idea people well. wish this upon themselves always. No, I think it, there, it's just there's elements of like this like really decadent, frivolous culture that hmm. like celebrities, like all of them, buy into to a certain extent. I can't think of anybody like anybody who's like really famous. I can't really think of they haven't bought into some like soul crushing aspect of it. Huh. Larry David. Oh, Larry David is absolutely yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know the way he dresses. I mean, he's very you know. He still. Dresses <laughs> I don't think he's like any. That. I don't think he's interested in being famous, but he loves being rich, and he loves like. Sure. You know, and I get it. Who doesn't want to keep the the riffraff away? But it's it's like it's there's something I don't. I'm not expressing it well. I'm not. <laughs> there, yeah. like, it's just so empty. But I like I, it's still attractive. But so, would you like to be rich without being famous? If I, that I, was possible. Honestly, I would really just like to earn a comfortable living doing comedy and maybe okay. get a writing job. So, what would that be for you? A writing job? Yeah, they pay really well, though. That'd be great. I mean, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't hate money, obviously. Like, I, I know. I, I love it. I'd like uh-huh. to, you know, I like the anonymity of being an anonymous, but like. Yeah, I would. I would. I mean, being able to walk around. I don't ever want to be approached by strangers, you know. I get approached by strangers now. Well, that's. Yeah, Which is crazy. And I'm nobody. <laughs> yeah. No, I get approached. I do get approached by fans. Oh, really? Like, yes. In non-comedy. Yeah, like, like I got approached by. Store. I was in, no, I was in a bar a, a couple months ago, and this couple comes up to me and they're like, "Oh, we saw you. We saw you on Roast Battle," and I was like, "What?" And they were like, "Yeah, you were so funny. You were so good." And and I was just like, "Really? Oh my god, really?" Like, so that that was like an incident of getting recognized. And I'm I'm fucking nobody. Like, I mean, I that's mean, a TV you... show that went out. No, you I know. was. It wasn't on TV. They they it saw was just it on the, the comedy store. Yeah. I like. I've, I feel like I saw video footage of that, but I don't know. Maybe not. Video footage of what? Maybe I just saw a picture where you're like all standing around looking. Oh tough, no, like I was on the. Uh, no, I was in the roast battle uh, promo commercials. Oh, okay. I was in the. They didn't recognize me from that. They recognized me from an from actual being roast at battle the club. that I did. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's yeah. That's a different. Like, like over a week later, they they saw me in a bar and they approached me. That's cool. To me, that is like that's that counts as being recognized, right? Yeah. I uh... and that's happened to me more than <laughs> once. I had a, I was I was checking out at a Whole Foods, and the girl was like, "Oh, are you a stand-up comic?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." She was like, "Do you have that yeah. joke about stealing from Whole Foods?" I was like, "Oh, fuck, I do." And so it was a real awkward exchange. I well, got out of there. Yeah, I'm, what I'm what I'm ta- saying is that the traffics of fame are uh, hard to deal with. I I don't like even if it's in the club and people are walking like on their way out. I. I want to crawl out of my skin, even even though they're compliments and they're if they say anything, it's going to be a compliment. Nobody's going to come up to you and be like, hey, you were very unfunny and you should quit. Or at Mm. least that's never happened to me yet. Sure. Uh, Although one time I performed in front of a band and I was as I was leaving the band, like the lead singer of the band was like, that comic didn't even make me laugh once. And that was like the thing I heard as I walked away. (laughs) It's like fuck you, dude. You could have just said nothing. You could have just started your dumb garage rock 
and let me walk home with you people know really some pride and people really disparage comedy. I mean, bad comedy is really bad. I think bad but, comedy is so probably worse than bad music. Don't most think, of it's bad. Don't you think yeah. most comedy is bad? Yeah, even uh, I like. Yeah, I like. I enjoy three comics. I feel like I like Norm Macdonald, and Stuart Lee, <laughs> Norm Macdonald, and Maria Bamford, and the rest of them are like, fit, like fitfully amusing. <laughs> the rest of the God, I need to get so much better at this. At doing stand up. Yeah, I'm worried. That what? That I'll never be as good as I I can be. Oh no! Uh oh! Is that uh? It's okay. Or anything loose? Okay. Everything's fine. All right. I didn't want to. We had a technical difficulty. We I've have got a, a short, short cord over XLR here, cable, and I leaned here. too far back with it. Yeah, don't do that. We're getting real inside baseball for this. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, you know, people know audio terms, right? Uh, what are the, so, okay, what do you think that, like, like, what are you afraid that you're not good enough at? Um, I feel like I'm not, here's what I think my number one problem is, is I hate, I don't think I'm a tight writer as far as stand up. I think I'm too loose with my writing and I think. But isn't that just your, like, you said you didn't like the... My style? ...setup punchline. You know? I hate that. I, ha- I hate over-performed, over-rehearsed stand-up. I really like sort of like a stream-of-consciousness type loose style. And I I feel like I am sort of doing that. Yeah. But I feel like I need to be doing it better. <laughs> I'll get better with time. You know, I mean, I was better... I'm better this year than I was last year. And sure. I'm better this year than I was two years ago. So... Yeah. You know, and I've gotten a lot of high compliments. I guess I sort of have kind of like imposter syndrome where I feel like I'm I'm not as good as people think I am. And I <laughs> and I, I'm starting to feel pressure from that. Like I'm starting wow, to feel like okay. Because I I've I'm not just I because in like in L.A. like you know when I first started out when you're an open micer there like I mean it's like the lowest of the low. It's yeah. really bad. And now I'm like I'm respected. In a lot of ways, because mm-hmm. one year ago, I, you know, I set out a goal where I wanted to be more respected as a comic. And this year, ending this year, I can say definitely that I'm much more respected. And I feel like I've gotten respect from comics who I never thought would even look at me, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah. Um. So I've achieved that, you know, but it's like this progression. I needed to keep happening. You know, and I'm worried that it won't. I well, like know. the, I don't know. I mean, that's how many. A, how many years have you been doing stand up? Five. Okay, I'm. Almost, I started in 2012. I'm entering my fifth year. Uh, I think it's a little dicey to, like, uh, put so much, uh, stock in, co- like, what comics respect because they're idiots too. Like, <laughs> I'm, like comics, like the dumbest shit. Like, some like comics will like when someone's crushing with comics, Listen. they're either doing something that they shouldn't really be saying in this set- setting, or they're laughing at the person. You know, no, you're right because there is sort of like there's a problem where if you're making comics laugh really fucking hard, you're yeah. you're probably going to fail with regular audiences. Yeah, 
and and so every, it's not always like so at I, the joke itself. Right. It's so I try to go out of town a lot to yeah. like see what's going on because I've done a lot. I did a lot of festivals this year. We did a festival this year we together, did. right? Cape Fear, Cape Fear in North Carolina, and mm-hmm. I did well there. Um, I feel like I do really well out of LA, you know, which is like it's challenging. A lot of LA comics they get really inside baseball. They yeah. do a lot of like. You know, it's called being oh, a comics yeah. comic. When some, oh man, when, that's if the you're thing a I hate about comic, LA comics. We're like, oh, I had an audition. It's like literally no one cares. Literally right. no one. Oh, can relate and then my to this. my least favorite type of stand up is stand up about stand up. So yeah. somebody will go up and be like, oh, so I was doing a show the other night, and it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, if you go, if you do this in front of a regular audience, nobody's gonna care. Yeah, nobody's gonna understand what you're saying. You know. So that's my problem with that. Yeah. No, I mean, it's weird because I don't like, I don't really care about being relatable, but I don't want to be like. Well, you're not relatable because you're a snob. No. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> As we established earlier, uh, you grew up in a mansion. Yeah, it was, it was a big, it was a big house. It How was, big was it? I don't know the square footage, but yeah, yeah, I'm not going to. Tell me the square footage. I don't know it. It was like it was a fancy. I haven't been turned on today. Yeah, it was a so. fancy place. I uh, actually did. I stuff. I'm lying to you. I was I was turned on earlier today. Mm-hmm. Like during Christmas stuff. No, there's a very lovely uh, shower head in my oh, sure. childhood okay. bathroom. Detachable. Yeah, a detachable sure. shower head. You know what I'm talking about. Of course, yeah. I want to get into the hard stuff, folks. <laughs> How many glasses of wine have I had? I don't know. Hmm. I, just, I I think I had six. That's like a bottle plus a half. A bottle, a bottle and is a half. About, a bottle is about four glasses, right? Like four biggins. Yeah, I had. I I'm had not that. trying to. I'm not trying to like confront you with the reality. No, you don't <laughs> okay. need to confront me. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying, I was. You've been you know, at the wine, yeah. I, no, I, I was. I was aroused. Sure, I mean a, a detachable. It's not just for ladies. There's all sorts of things. What? A detachable showerhead? Yeah, that works for men too. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it doesn't getting, take much imagination. Right <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Hold on. I, mean, I, I, I prefer not to. <laughs> Hold on. I prefer to let listeners' imaginations do the work. Rather Listen, than I'm going to get right into further. it. I've had anal sex multiple times, and uh, I'm never going back. But like, <laughs> it's no, different I mean, for I, men and women. I'm over though. it. Like the men, there's a, the prostate right there, pleasure center. Women, you know, it's there. It's a. I had a, I had a Latino boyfriend who was obsessed with anal sex. Like receiving it or No. Well then like that no! I, I don't under- <laughs> Okay, here's a, another thing. No. I don't I Do think I look dudes, like a pegger? Wait, I is that no, like I'm supposed to say pega like Broad City, right? Do you watch Broad City? <laughs> I do. Use a pega anyway. But I have I actually I have a thought. I think that dudes who are really into like inflicting anal on a woman they're gay. Are creepy. 
It's like, oh, oh only, I could have told you that. Like they only. I was like, why do you want that so bad? If oh they no, don't like it. no, that guy was like it's because horrible. they don't he like it. So what guy. a piece of shit. But like the guys who were like, yeah, do stuff to me. I'm, I, thumbs up. I applaud your bravery. I'm not doing that. I mean, that's also your prerogative. I, to I'm a heteronormative woman. I love Kurt Russell. Sure. <laughs> I bet I, I bet Kurt Russell likes butt stuff. He seems like a no, secure American man. <laughs> really? You're I was I'm very surprised I think that, that you're Goldie not Hawn enlightened about this. seems very submissive in the bedroom. You I haven't really so? I haven't speculated about that. I her. think she's a woman who likes to be dominated. I, 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 I haven't really I thought about it. I think you and Goldie are similar. You got you think that you and Goldie have a similar vibe going. Yeah, I think that in another life that me and Kurt would have ended up together. <laughs> You've really been fixated on the Kurt Russell. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, moving on. Sure. I I've, I don't feel like I have a very dominating personality. I feel like I couldn't accommodate that for somebody. I'd like I'd give it the old college, but I just don't feel like I'd be a convincing like you think yeah, you, do it. You, you know. think you're like a beta? person no i i feel like i don't fit into that paradigm do what you know i uh i don't i don't think i'm i, I don't mm. think i'm like any other dude <laughs> this is a very pretentious and precious thing to say but i'm unique yeah i'm a snowflake <laughs> you heard but, it here folks byron is the, the i used to call it the omega liberal. male <laughs> I've had a, I have a friend who said that, that he calls himself an Omega male. Yeah. It was, I used to do it as like a hacky joke. It was like, I'm an Omega male because all my ex-girlfriends are lesbians. Oh my God. That's so funny you say that because this guy who calls himself an Omega male, he says that his friends told him that his type is, um, like opinionated women with short hair. <laughs> and that it's like, they're like lesbians basically. <laughs> I mean, if if it's like more, it's you know, it's that fool me well, once. Well, you know, because I've it's heard, more than one, then you've got. I've think. heard throughout my life, and you can give me your opinion on okay. this that that I'm an alpha, that people think I'm an alpha. I, I mean, yeah, an alpha woman. I I think so. I don't think that helps me in life romantically. Oh, maybe not. It's it probably it's me. one of like many things that's just easier for dudes. The what alpha is just rewards all day, every day. An alpha male, everybody. Everybody loves it. Alpha female people want to take down. Right. People are like clawing yeah. away at me. They want to. I know. I, I, yeah. I feel like alpha males people just want to follow. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is wrong. I'd I pref- I'd rather follow an alpha female if I've got to follow somebody. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> No, I like I don't know. I don't feel like I'm very dominant. I think people misinterpret me. I think I'm very like actually like internally I feel like I'm very soft and people don't see that really. I think uh, uh your boundaries with people are weird. Like what not weird, mean? but like you, you know, you come up right against them in uh What does that mean? Are you talking about in life or in my stand up? Uh I I'm and I, for for me, it's been both because like every time I've seen I've been, like, done a show with you, you've talked to me in the audience 
or when I was the drunkard on the show, you were like talking to me. Was I not supposed to? Uh, no, but I felt it. You know, I mean, I like talking to you though. I know. I'm, and I like it too. I'm just like, like for, for instance, last night, yeah. uh, I felt like it, it, it's a fine thing to do, but that's where the alpha like idea comes from is that you're like, you know, getting I'm right sort in of there. like targeting somebody. No, I mean, you're just, you're dominating the conversation. You're, oh, sure. Yeah. And that's like, that's a fine thing, but yeah, I, I would see that that's where the, idea of alphaness comes from hmm yeah i'll try to tone it down in 20 no, don't tone it down just be yourself <laughs> i am myself i am myself and it's like hard you know it's like what's happening why am i doing this <laughs> i maybe i should have to be somebody else i feel like my friends who like are somebody else mm-hmm. who present something different from what they are like i feel like they have so much more personal success than i do <laughs> I mean, like the people who have a brand. I have a brand. You have a brand. Yeah, you know I have a comedy nickname, right? You do. Mm-hmm. What is that? Unruly Heather Unruly. Oh, yeah. People started calling me that. People think it originated with roast battle, but people started calling me that at open mics like years, oh, ago, really? a couple That's years how ago. They intro you. Yeah, at open like, mics they'll be like, they'll be like, yeah, on deck, Unruly Heather Unruly. Yeah. Oh, you guys are busy enough, mics, to do the on deck. I do in the hole on deck and coming up. Have you ever heard that? Mm, I have at New in York the mics. Um, yeah. I run my mic totally different. I say your I'm, name. I'm it's actually time for hosting you to do. a new open mic recently at Echoes on Pico, and it's called the um, the Woman Crush WCW. I've seen you. Yeah. Open mic. We've actually gotten pretty good turnout considering it's December. Like a couple of weeks ago, we had like 25 people. And usually. Like on the list or in the crowd? In the bucket. We do bucket. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty good turnout. Um, but you, I, does this happen in Denver where in January people start doing. Comedy? Oh, absolutely. New Year's yeah. resolution. Are you I'm looking dreading forward it to it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we get New Year's comics. Twenty five is like a light night for the lair. How many do you normally get there? We've gotten up to fifty. <sighs> We've gone. That like, sounds like old school Echoes Under Sunset open Monday open yeah. mic. We like we'll go from ten thirty and if it's over, uh, if, yeah, if it's over thirty five, we'll start right at ten mm-hmm. and still go to two. Sometimes it sucks. Right. I have all the free GNTs though. The free like, what? All the free gin and tonics that. Oh my god! All the free I really Palace want. Gin I, I really want a martini right now, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Uh, there are zero liquor stores open. No, I know, but it's it's already this time. Oh yeah, no, you. Can, I don't even think going to a bar is feasible. feasible. We just jinxed. <laughs> Jinx. We could have gone to a bar if you weren't so occupied with your family. It's you know you gotta. Stretch I don't believe out in family, to... guys. Listen, <laughs> just because you were you know born into something doesn't mean you need to love it. I love my mother. Can I clarify that? <laughs> sure. Can I clarify that I love my mother? It's my father. I have a problem with. 
That's I mean yeah it's the there's that whole I actually I like that joke a lot by the way also which one uh the the cheap funeral yeah yeah don't give it all away I need people to buy tickets <laughs> when I start featuring for the guy I'm gonna start featuring for I need to buy some tickets is that your is that your go to closer mm. cheap that's not funeral. a closer. I didn't know. I, I, you don't expect me to remember the joke order, too. <laughs> no, my closers, I usually go for really short closers. Mm. Um, no, I don't use that as a closer. I, I feel like in my sets, I kind of have like a lot of like good, like peaks and valleys. I have a lot of good lines where I get major responses. Look, I'm not <laughs> bragging. Anyway, where do you shop? Where do I shop? You wear a lot of sweater vests. What's I going do. on here? Where do I you just, get these sweater vests? Uh, I got these. I got like one of them at Urban Outfitters, and then I bought two different, like the same design but different colors from a Buffalo Exchange. So like this is. Wait, did you say Buffalo Exchange? Yes, this specific- sacrilege. What? Okay. Who's the snob now, empty wine glass? I'm not a snob. <laughs> Look. But yeah, I was so fixated on this particular vest. I bought it Why? in every color. Why? I don't know. I just like it. You, bought, you have that in other colors. Yeah, I have it in purple and black and blue and lighter blue. <laughs> but that's gray, right? This is gray and white, yeah. And you have it in how many colors? Purple and black and then blue and lighter blue. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, like the, I like the piping. It's a nice it's a nice vest. What's wrong with it? You like the piping. Yeah. The stitching is nice. And this is just this is my high plane shirt because mm-hmm. I'm not going on stage or anything, so I don't care. I don't know. I don't care to have to when I go on stage I like to at least wear a collared shirt. <laughs> oh my god. What? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just anyway. You dress up on stage? You think I do? Yeah. You're always wearing a dress and like I wear dresses every day. Makeup. I don't know. I feel like you put effort. I into prefer the a dress. I'm a very like. You know that's interesting. I I kind of hate pants. I kind of mm-hmm. like the idea of like at any moment I can just like you know bend over and be dominated. <laughs> Is that like I just went from A to Z like so fast. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I really enjoy like the the sort of um cuz I consider myself like very feminine. Mm-hmm. You know, mostly and I don't know. I feel like I'm I like to play off like some play up like a lot of my attractive qualities and I feel like I like wearing dresses and sure. makeup and all that. Well, I mean, you're asking people to look at you under lights. Like, why not try to put some... The, your best face yeah. forward, basically. Like, I don't... The, the dudes who, like, wore the schlubby hoodie that they fell asleep <laughs> in. Yeah. I don't... I mean, you know, I, I guess that's that. a that's an ethos, but yeah, I don't care for it. Do you, um... That's what 90, uh, 90% of dudes just dress like garbage. Are you, were you complimenting me just now? Yeah, I think you you, dress, you look nice on stage. You, you put effort into nice it. Yeah. Stage. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. Uh, I'm so turned on. Um, how do I continue this interview professionally as a turned on woman? Is this a Burt's Bees chapstick? Yeah. Very basic. Um, I... <laughs> 
<laughs> Were you mad that I said that? What? No. I mean, no. What are these pants? What? Are, why do they have that? Because they're like actually they have pants. a what do you call that? A um, joggers. Oh, elastic waist. Elastic ankles. Yeah. Oh yeah, the ankle vein. I don't God. know. Are your parents? Are were you a country club member when you were a kid? <laughs> what is so funny to you? You think, uh, this, you think this is fucking funny? <laughs> I mean, I'm interrogating you right now. Are you? Were you a member of a country club at any point in yeah. your life? You're getting me yeah. wet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I worked at a country club. I worked at the Country Club of Colorado. I I was a member resort. there. I did the oh, you Spartan were? summer camp. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> mm. It was like one of the worst fights I got into as a kid that wasn't you were with in a my fight? brothers. Yeah, this kid uh, flung pudding. Onto my shirt. Figgy pudding? <laughs> no, not figgy pudding. Like, you know, chocolate jello pudding. Okay. And I just, like, I was, like, tearing his hair. I freaked out on him. I, like, wa- I was wailing on this kid. I, like, tore a chunk of his hair out. What? Because he flicked pudding at me. Do you yeah. have a violent side that you hide? I think, I mean, yeah, I think I have some. Do you think that you could kill somebody if you wanted to? If they deserved it, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, my I God. If they deserved it. Yeah. If they deserved it, you would do it. Oh yeah, there's and there's all sorts of like all sorts of reasons to deserve it. Oh boy. If it was if, like I'm against war, but if I was World War Two, <laughs> I'd sign up for it because Are you um are you against the death penalty? Yes. Oh me too. I think it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Do you think there's something ridiculous about like, oh well you you murdered somebody? Mm-hmm. And now, because we think the way you murdered somebody is so bad, we're going to murder you too. Isn't that ridiculous? I think I also feel it's like hypocritical. life in prison seems like a much worse deal. Like if I was right. gonna, if exactly. I was life in prison with a death so. sentence, I'd be like, "Get me to that chair. I want out of here." Right. I like. I don't. Something about the like trying to be humane, but makes it more horrifying to me. Sure. Like the. It seems terrifying to get lethal injection because, like, one one part shuts down. It, like one what? One part of your body, like your organs, shut down like one at a time. Oh, really? So you, yeah, you like feel it going. It seems terrifying. Oh, it, it se- seems it like seems like a really bad idea. Yeah, it's in the drawer, folks. We're having some tactical difficulties. <laughs> I'm trying. I ordered a glass of wine from. Um, my assistant and he's struggling and prior to find guest. a wine key. <laughs> we don't need to say that he's the prior guest. There's, there's, I, you're going to space I have these out. Some, I have an assistant. You've got a, yeah, I'm spacing this out. You got a backlog. So you're going to put a different one out tomorrow or one of these? Or is this too? I was going to do a solo episode earlier oh. today and I, I ran out of time to do it. So we'll What's see. the difference between your solo episodes and your guest episodes? The solo episodes, I just talk about my life and what's going on and all that shit. Like a rant? Sometimes. I need to do a solo because I was going to talk about my rental car ordeal that happened, but we don't need to get into all of that. You'll hear about it. I'll, I'll tune in. <laughs> do you subscribe to my podcast? I will now. <sighs> Rude. It's new, right? Yeah. And yeah, like I said, I, my podcast listening time very minimal. Mm. I listen to podcasts when I go to sleep. How's your and a fifteen minute one is perfect. 
How's your romantic life? It's, I mean, it's about the same. What do you mean it's about <laughs> the same? Do you have a girlfriend? Yeah, Katie and I are still together. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, it's like, I don't know. I'm alone. <laughs> With what? I said I'm, <laughs> I said I'm alone. <laughs> That's what I said. I said I'm alone. I mean, I'm not, I'm not great at relationships. Why? Because I, you know. You don't want to, what? I don't want, I don't like monogamy. <laughs> Do you feel okay saying that? No, we've, like, we, obviously we've had several long, thoughtful discussions about it. Who? Katie and I have had discussions about it. Oh, what do you mean? The, how, like, I'm a very difficult person to be in a relationship with. Why? Because I don't, you know, I, we're not doing it now, but, like, I was like, I'm not gonna be monogamous. Like, I'm gonna sleep with other people because. So you've had an open relationship. We've had. It's not like we're not doing it now. Uh, it was working fine with us, but like this other, like you know, a, a girl I was seeing on the side got very hurt, and I feel like Ugh, I, I, I could never do that. Yeah, it makes me feel like a scumbag a little bit. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's not you know I'm not anything is special so to be is, like. Is there it, something scary about monogamy to you? Um, I just, you know, it, it seems like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't like the idea of close, being closed off to opportunities. Wow. That's so interesting because I feel like when I'm in a relationship, I'm always like, like, I love this person. I want to be with this person and this is all who I care about. I mean, there's, there's that too, but they're like. That fades, you know? I don't know about that. I mean, mean, you know, I went through through a hard breakup. Yeah. But what's the longest you've been with somebody? Two and a half years. I was with somebody for eight years. What? Yeah. Which is also why I'm like, never again. (laughs) Wait, how old were you? When I got together, I was, when we got together, I was like 21, 22. And we broke up in my late 20s. Oh my god! So like, yeah, there's also that where it's like I've been experiencing my early twenties as a thirty year old. Oh, because you never sort of got that out of your system. Yeah, I never, you know, sold the, the sowed the wild oats, I as sowed, they say. I sowed the oats. You sowed your oats. Yeah, I did. These oats sowed. <laughs> sown. They've been sowed. Um, sowed. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, getting into a serious, you know, I'd been around like before that, but. Getting into a serious relationship that young changes your perspective, I think. Right. Because, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I did, I didn't, we weren't going to have kids, but we definitely thought we were going to get married. And I'm, I'm, you know, very glad that we didn't. Mm. I want to be married so bad. I know you do, but. <laughs> you know I do. You say it often. <laughs> do I? Yeah. Do I say that when we chat online? It's it's one of yeah. I'd be like, I'll be like, this company, this company, should I be? And you'll be like, I just want to be married. This is all bullshit. <laughs> that is my goal. It's one yeah. of my goals. Okay, I'm gonna figure it out. But you need a, a corkscrew. There's a wine key in there. What's a Folks, wine? Folks, we're key? having tef- technical difficulties. A wine key just is a kind of corkscrew. Yes. Okay. 
I will. <laughs> anyway. Hmm. What else? What else? What do you mean, what else? I, I mean that I'm, you know, I feel like I'm so late. It's, yeah, it's Nobody fun. needs to know how late it is right now, but we're, uh, I are you tired? Not really, but I'm a late night person oh. and I slept in late today. Which is why I was late showing up here because yeah, you think you're you think you're just entitled to show up whatever you <laughs> want to. I really am the worst. My brother reminded me. He was like, "You know, your punished. senior year of high school, you never went to school." He was like, "You you skipped like three yeah. days a week." You every have an week. entitlement about you that disturbs me, and I feel like I need to punish you. Yeah, I mean, I try <laughs> not to. I don't don't get me wrong. I'm the worst, and I definitely deserve punishment. But I don't think I don't think I'm like, or at least I I try to be aware of it and moderate it because I know that it's there. Do you are you in therapy? I have been before. I can't afford it right now. And you can't afford it right now. Yeah, and I, was, I well, mean, I'm not bragging, but I afford it, and I um, I've been going. It's good, right? Do you like the your therapist? Yeah, she's great. I would. I don't think I could ever go to a man. Why? I did when I was That's a teen, and he seemed condescending. Why? I don't know. He was Dutch too, so he had like a. <laughs> was he really tall? He was quite tall. These Dutch people are so tall. But like, he had like a an accent, so there he had a weird. I feel like there's a like, even with somebody who speaks. English way better than I'll speak any other language. There's that bit of time delay with the translation. Sure. Uh, I don't know why I didn't like I just, every time I've had a female therapist, I've preferred it. Mm. I had one that uh, wrote me inappropriate letters. What do you mean? Like, uh, after I stopped, see, like, she Go was the, at CU, and then mm-hmm. uh, I got... Should I put my hand on my <laughs> down my tights? No, nothing like nothing happened. Oh, but we okay. wrote like so. I was at what CU and I got about into the s- um. She was like this is a the little- erotica portion <laughs> of the podcast. Well, it's also sort of a bummer because like mm-hmm. she was like really worried about worried, me. yeah, about your behavior, about my behavior. I was a troubled teen. You were a troubled teen. Yeah. So she like she cried one time and made me promise that I wouldn't hurt myself. Uh, you wouldn't what? That I wouldn't hurt. She like cried. Like, one time I was leaving her office and it had been like a weird session. And the, granted, I'm like 18, when, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like crying and clutching me and being oh like, my God. don't hurt yourself. And then I got court ordered to uh rehab because i got arrested with a bunch of drugs oh wait you got arrested mm-hmm. so attracted to you right now <laughs> um how many times have you been arrested three fuck and i've talked my you're a bad I've talked boy my way out of it <laughs> what uh two more times Really? Mm-hmm. I have really bad luck with getting so pulled what have over you with been drugs. Arrested for just drugs? Drugs every time. Every time. What mm-hmm. drugs? Can you say? Yeah. Uh, the first time it was, I was like a freshman at CU Boulder. This was during orientation week, and I brought <sighs> uh, 
quarter pound of weed individually. Why bagged. would you have that? To sell to people and be the cool guy. So you were everybody. selling weed? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, so I had all of that, but then I also had, like some dude gave me a Did you have handful of Percocet. Oh. That wasn't, so that was a felony Can possession. Can they get you for paraphernalia if you have like a scale or something like that? I didn't have a scale. I had a pipe that I did get charged for. Okay, so, and wait, and you, you wait, what else did you have on you? Percocet. I'm so sexually <laughs> turned on right now. Okay, and then what was the second time you got arrested? <laughs> uh, the second time was later that year. I had gone to a party down in Denver from Boulder. The party was at the Ramada on Colfax. It got busted up. Oh my up god, by... I stayed there, like, not very long ago. <laughs> It got busted up by the cops. I saw a dude, not naked, but t-shirt and no bottoms. <laughs> so, like, he's doing the Donald Duck, except his, you know, weird right. claw dick was out. <laughs> uh, and he got tased and fell into that pool. Yeah. Uh, so I was just, like, waiting in the parking lot to try and sober up. And I got arrested there. For what? For trespass, that one they they dropped all the charges. But I was like hooking up with this girl in her car, and she was mouthing off to the cops. So the one of them hit me in the stomach with his nightstick. Or yeah, I see. Uh, and then I was in jail for like sixteen hours, and then they let me out. But I was rolling on ecstasy in jail, and like coming off of that it was terrible. This is. I was wearing glitter face makeup. Oh and I was my barefoot. god. <laughs> So what's the third time? Uh, the third time was like years and years later. It was the first comedy tour I ever did. I was in East Louisiana going into Texas and we got pulled over. I had a gram of weed. How much is a gram? Like nothing. Like a bowl. Yeah, okay. Because uh, we were going to get more in Texas. Uh, and we got pulled over and I was in jail for eight hours for a gram of weed. Okay. And that was like, that sucked because I was like... 27 and i was like i am too old for this shit that's good that you think that yeah you know because a lot of people they just keep going on getting arrested you know like certain people i know in my life who (laughs) got arrested in their 30s anyway um i never knew this about you i feel like i learned something that's i mean isn't that what podcasting is all about (laughs) i don't know I don't know. Or it's just brand extension. I don't know. Do you have a brand? Uh, I mean, I I guess I don't. I calling it a brand kind of kills my spirit a little bit. Look, I just—it's so gross. It's like why, like why willingly well, commodify I'm it? I'm gross. <laughs> I don't care. I feel like I that's care. a super LA How thing where everyone's had, like, had, "What's your brand?" Like eight glasses of wine on my dress is like all the way like. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can see this, but it's I'm a mess. It's fine. Did you have any other uh thoughts? I'm I mean I feel we like can, we, I we can keep talked complaining about a about lot of brands, things. but yeah, we we've we've covered a lot of bases. We did. Are you gonna move to LA? What do you think? I don't know. I think I'd rather live in New York as a like, like as York. a city. It's just I feel like the starting over would be, I'd be more okay with it because I'd be like, well, I'm in New York, you know? True. 
I can walk everywhere. I can sell my but if you come to LA, Subaru. if you move to LA, can you promise not to bug me every day? <laughs> sure. Just be, just like, I mean, you could be obsessed with me, but just like hide it. Yeah, I mean, I've <laughs> I've played it pretty cool. I think. Are you obsessed with me? No, I, I don't know. I've <laughs> damn it. my dream to have somebody be obsessed, be obsessed with, with you yes i want one i need some people to be obsessed with me <laughs> what are you doing? i just i picked up the book and then saw hitler's face we got <laughs> there's Putin a book here that just hitler. says hitler in all caps and michael savage whoa he's michael savage he's a uh conservative pundit oh god put that away Scorched Earth restoring, restoring the, country the country after I, Obama. What does that mean? It means Jesus. A couple people of color Restore got health care, and we need to put that shit to an end. Yeah, we need to. Uh, yeah, these these uh, these non-whites they got some things, and we need to take them. What what we gave of the non-whites, yeah. we take us away from the non-whites. He's a bad, he's a real shouty one. Oh God! Are these are these hate reads or do they belie somebody's beliefs here? And the there's somebody in the house who loves them. Stuff. Oh no! We'll talk about that. We don't, we'll talk about it off, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, different strokes for different folks, and um, yeah, like, it's weird that neocons are writing favorably about Vladimir Putin now. Neoconservatives, yeah. right? Pro Putin. I feel like this is what we're looking at as a pro Putin book. I don't know. I'm never going to read that book. You know what I want to read? Hmm. Um, Kylo Ren fan fiction. That's what I want to <laughs> read. I want to lick Kylo Ren's facial scar. That's I, what yeah, I, I feel care like about. That's, he's, I'm sure that uh, he's did nurturing you? a bad boy thing for did the next the generation. Did you see the Last Jedi? Of course I did. I'm a huge What'd you nerd. Think? It was fine. It was, you know, it was fine. It was everything you want to see. It was like a little long, couple of like sort of cheesy fan servicey moments, but it's too much. It was everything. Do you care you want. about award season? Do you pay attention to that? Yeah, I do. I love to watch the Oscars. That's did like, you watch? Did you see three billboards? Yes, I loved it. Do you think Sam Rockwell is going to get Best Supporting Actor? I don't know. He should. I, I think McDormand is definitely going to win. Are you a big so. Oscar prognosticator? Yes, I am. I, I'm actually going to, I'm thinking we're going to Vegas to put money on the Oscars. I want to do a live Oscars show. How? Where you just riff over it and you in watch Denver? it at a bar. Yeah. Fuck. I want to be on that. Come back to Denver in February. What are the Oscars? February, right? February what? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to look it up right now. We have to fact check this. Because I like, you know, you make fun of the way what people are dressed. What do you think is the best movie of disagree. the year? I, three billboards was the one I liked the most. Really? Yeah. I have some problems with that movie. What were they? I feel like the redemption arc of Sam Rockwell's character was too convenient. I don't know if like I think that it's. I don't know if he's really fully redeemed. The Oscars on, on such are are on March fourth. Oh well, I was, I had my facts wrong. <laughs> Who are they hosted by? I think a Kimmel again. Oh, Kimmel. This is the first time I've ever liked Kimmel is when he got political. Is he Sick political? kid Kimmel, I like. Oh, that? And like picking fights with Roy Moore. I like that Kimmel. I don't really watch Kimmel. 
I, I never watched a full episode, I'm, but I'm I've watched the, like... I have a confession. Okay. I watched Jimmy Fallon a lot. Yeah? Yeah. Why? I kind of like just not thinking when sure. I watch television. Because I spend so much of my time thinking and working on stuff. I kind of like that sort of like, you don't have to think about this. Like, we're just playing a game. Or but comedies, you're like not thinking... I don't know. It depends. Do you know Eddie Pepitone? Yes. He always talks about how like vapid and shallow Fallon is. Mm. And he's like, oh, hey, folks. Uh, you know, everybody's uh, dying. <laughs> Horrible deaths. But we're going to play beer pong. Yeah. On national television. And it is kind of like vapid and strange. Don't you think? I've, I'm not. I've never been a fan. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I was a Conan guy. Because mm-hmm. that was like I had a big was... crush on Conan when I was growing up. I mean, I feel like that's a lot of female comics. Really? <laughs> I, feel I like... thought I was the only one. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's part of it too. Is that you? You feel there's this like sense of discovery where you're like he's mine as a fantasy object, and because no one else covets him as a fantasy object. I don't know. He's not only am guy. I unique. He's, I feel like he's very strange looking. He wears a lot of makeup. Does he? Yeah, it's no, you're plastered right. it's, on. It's kind of caked on. And all that makeup has got to be terrible for your skin. Every day with that? I don't know, the... but I, I have an admiration for him because he was so successful at a young age. And, sure. You know, he really followed through on shit. He hit it out of the park, basically. He's so I funny. feel like if you went to Harvard in the 90s, you like just got comedy writing I shows. One of my biggest regrets is not applying to Harvard. I could have been on the Lampoon. You could have and, been. And if I had been on the Harvard Lampoon, do you think I'd be sitting here on this couch with you right now? Fuck no. I'd that's, be, that's exactly I'd right. I'd be driving your Uber. <laughs> Uber black, mind you. Uber. <laughs> is, I mean, is that I the fancy one? I would have a private one? car. I would have a private driver. I, hey, I don't want to put a ceiling on your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. In my dreams, I'm married to John Mayer. Okay. And we have a son named Mercutio. Ugh. <laughs> and um, we live happily ever after. Mercutio? He's the one that he gets cut up, right? In Romeo and Juliet? Yeah, he dies. He's the <laughs> Harold Perrineau. What's your and- fantasy? What who? What would you be doing if you weren't on this couch right now and you were massively successful? It wouldn't. I. It wouldn't really be. Like, I would have a nicer house than I have. Oh yeah, you uh, own a house. Humble brag. <laughs> Keep going. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I was gonna try and defend myself there, but no, that's exactly no, what that on. was. Um, and I'd be. I'd travel like I. I would spend most of the year away from home. Sure. Fly first class, you know, TSA pre-check, all the the fancy stuff, stay in nice hotels. You're torturing me. (laughs) So rude. Why? To just name, like, desirable things? No, I'm just... I'm going to have to go back into my childhood uh, bathroom and take the... (laughs) detachable shower head down and you know pointed at my use your imagination <laughs> that's all i want to say you can laugh into the mic okay i want people to know that i'm hilarious okay um we have to get going okay it's it's so late do you have any final thoughts 
no, thank you for having me on your podcast. Do you want to plug anything? What's your social media? At Byron FG on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, you have the same handle on both. Mm-hmm. Me too. Unruly Maruli. No, it's actually Fixed Air Heather. I'm, I oh. might change it to Unruly Maruli. We'll see. Uh, Stay tuned for that. I didn't, like, the the no-brainer of Instagram didn't occur to me until too late. What do you mean? my last name. Instagram oh, with God. the H-A-M. Stop. Too late. Missed opportunity. Somebody already has that, probably. I'm sure. You checked? No, but every pun that's ever been made already exists. Yeah. What else? There's do you like need? already a blog <laughs> called that. What else do you need to plug? Uh, if you are in the Denver area, mm-hmm. first Saturdays of every month, El Torito's Comedy Room Room designated drunkard comedy drinking game endorsed. Mm-hmm. I did it by this podcast host Heather Marulli. I performed on it. You did. I had a great time. It's a it's a fun show. I loved it. Uh, I actually drink less now because of that show. <laughs> because, like, when you're on stage doing the shots mm-hmm. uh, as people are telling jokes. Yeah. That's rough. Like, when we first started doing that show, we'd, like, hang out and drink more at the bar afterwards. And now, like, I just chug Gatorade and go home and try to not have a hangover the next day. It's kind of ruined drinking. Yeah. You're kind of over it. I mean, it's a terrible thing for your body, you know? <laughs> drinking? Yeah. No comment. Uh, <laughs> I've never had a drink in my life. I haven't seen it. <laughs> you haven't seen what? I haven't seen any any wine touch those lips. You won't hear anything different from me. Um, well, you've been... Um, it's been lovely. Thank um, you. Likewise. <laughs> Thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. Okay, let's say let's say bye. Bye. Merry Christmas. Okay. Bye. Bye. Yeah.